hello. This is Notes from the Back Row. A podcast like no other. Different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of Backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. My name is Dan Gorman, and I'm here as always with Carlo. Ahoy, hoy. Hello. And this is Cream of the Crud, where we talk about what we've been watching, news of notable Blu-ray releases, movies we've been screening, news in the crud world, and much more. It is a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. And how have you been? Uh, I'm good. I feel kind of out of practice. Yeah. It's probably not been that long. Like, when's the last time we did one? A couple of weeks ago? Maybe a month? I think it's about a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time with like... What is time? Yeah, exactly. I have a hard time with time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, uh, did a bunch of stuff, I guess. Um Took the JLPT. Uh, oh, yeah. October's over, so I'm back on my bullshit, which is this year mostly old Hollywood cinema. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. And we're currently still rewatching The Simpsons, seasons five oh, now. Oh, yeah. Which is, I don't know, like four and five, like four going into five is such a peak. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. mentioned an episode to me, Marge in Chains. Marge in Chains, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh yeah, I should watch that. So this morning I watched it, and mm-hmm. like I had texted you, like it is one of those episodes where when the jokes I remembered hit, I was like, oh yeah, that's this is the episode that's, that's this from. Episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like it was nonstop, you know, like know. gag density. It, it's almost <laughs> like they just saved up a bunch of jokes and the main story sort of like it it sort of has like two main stories that flow into each other like the margin chains bit isn't that yeah huge but the joke ratio is just man i was just laughing yeah. my ass off i'm like oh that's where this classic bit is from yeah like it's it, it's hard to say like isolated where those jokes come from which episodes you would not associate them with the margin change ups episode but yeah yeah i I was surprised as well because it's not one i ever remember as being an all-timer episode but now having rewatched it uh, it's been a couple years since i rewatched everything i was just like blown away like oh my god this episode is so good and yeah (laughs) yeah like right off the bat i was just dying laughing yeah i know and then there was stuff like wiggum being like i i was singing to the dogs off key me mama moo like (laughs) yeah i used to say that time when i was a kid and i totally forgot it was from that episode i still do that like almost every day when i'm like sort of like mocking the cats when donut is singing his song when he like when we go to bed at night he just starts singing for Mm. some reason i don't know why it is it's like he's he's lost us but he knows where we are yeah so i kind of like mockingly do the (laughs) mimi mamo thing (laughs) Yeah. yeah so good uh, yep. if, if you haven't seen that listener that episode in a while go watch yeah. margin chains and, and right off the bat with the like the made for tv uh advertisement about like uh the orange juicer it's yeah. Just, yeah yeah <laughs> it's just so good right away mm-hmm. yeah uh, um good times 
So I wanted to switch up a little bit. Usually we would do screenings of the crud here, but I wanted hmm. to do merchandise of the crud. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Our merchandise, you mean? Yes, because we have okay. merchandise. It's true. You can, you can go to crudbuddies.club. There's a link to our thread list there, or you can also go to crudbuddies.threadlist.com. Um, there is often sales going on. We just passed a like $15 t-shirt sale, so they're back up to normal prices, but um, hmm. generally they'll be around $15 to $20. But yeah, we have a bunch of designs. They're all kind of like cruddy movie related or referenced hmm. and... Uh, yeah, there's some fun stuff there. Yeah, so, I forgot. Like, have we not mentioned this before in the podcast? I don't think so. We've had it for a couple of months now. I, I feel. think so. <laughs> but yeah, like, hmm. uh, it's fun. It's it's easy for us to just whip things up and put them up there, and then you know, yeah, we make like a dollar or whatever off of the off of the sale. But um, oh yeah, just, yeah, we're yeah, <laughs> we're not, we're not getting rich off this. This is purely yeah. for our own amusement and hopefully your amusement yeah. as well. And <laughs> you can get like, you know, unique, unique designs that we, uh, yeah. whip up of like, uh, you know, uh, RIP Munchie and, mm-hmm. uh, other stuff we have. Yeah. Go, go check out the trail. Yeah. The mill house. one is pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, someone, someone bought that. So. <laughs> yeah. And then just wanted to also take this opportunity to shout out drew who on Twitter said, um, this isn't a question, but I wanted you both to know I wore my rest in peace, peace Munchie sh- shirt to get my <laughs> COVID booster. And the person administering the shot was looking at Munchie, but didn't say anything likely out of respect, sad face. <laughs> Which made but, me laugh. I mean, I mean it says RIP uh, Munchie 1992 to 1994. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty obviously that it's not someone who died from COVID. And also it's Munchie. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love stories like that. That's why we do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, crud, crudbuddies.club, the thread list is up there. Um, but uh, speaking of, of you know, questions, let, let's just get right to some calls from the public. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, we often take questions and uh, suggestions of things to talk about on the show. So generally we'll do this in the discord. You can go to credbuddies.club and click on the discord button, or I will usually tweet out before our episodes um, and you can respond there, but this is likely the last episode of the year. So mm-hmm. um, we got some themed things here. So from discord, Vieras Tallow says in honor of festive cheer, do you think the brief, mostly American slash Canadian obsession with holiday slashers was just a matter of cash grab using these known IPs of sorts? Or do you think the idea they present of tainting these beloved holidays with viscera and something more to it they're trying to get through hmm. uh, has something more to it they're trying to get through? Hmm. Um, is a that's good a big, question. That's a big question. A big one. Yeah. I... I my initial reaction is just, you know, Halloween kickstarted that, you know, slasher boom. Like mm. there was the proto slashers and then there was Black Christmas. Yeah. And then there was Halloween. And I just feel like that was just such a, a quick one two punch of Black Christmas inspired Halloween to some degree, to a, a good chunk of a degree. And then mm-hmm. from there, it was just kind of like, all right, we got my bloody Valentine. We got like, <laughs> what else, like, what else can we put these around? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's very case by case, isn't it? Isn't it like you know, Black Christmas and Halloween are the two big ones. But I feel like those had some artistic vision behind them. They're not really necessarily copying anything. Like Black Christmas is not um, trying to profit from a fad. Yeah. Neither is Halloween. Just because I know John Carpenter, like I know his talent, I know what he would go on to do. And also he doesn't give a fuck what other people think. Like he's not yeah. trying to be popular or anything. And he just has such like a wide range of horror and, and action adjacent stuff that he basically just, it feels like he just did whatever he liked doing. Yeah. But, but then there's stuff like, you know, the silent night, deadly night movies, five of them, which are hundred percent cash crabs. Yeah. Uh, and, and that are fully leaning into the taboo as well of like the mm -hmm. Christian holiday kind of defiling that. So yeah, it depends. Like usually the quality of a movie will shine through if it is not just a cash grab. Yeah. Uh, but then some st stuff that is a cash grab might still be fun and entertaining, mm. uh, even if it's like schlock, you know? Yeah. I, I think the one that comes to my mind of re like in terms of like vintage slashers mm -hmm. or horror movies is is Christmas Evil, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which does feel like it's a movie that is um not just saying like what can we do around christmas it does feel like it's saying like you know it's digging gonna, into something yeah i'm gonna use this as a backdrop of this guy who's like you know gone nuts and it's gonna it's mm -hmm. gonna be a little bit more about trying to get into his head and and uh you know it, it maybe not so much as other movies could like obviously it, it is still just a horror movie but i think it <laughs> it is one that tries to a little bit be more than just like it's a horror movie but it's at christmas yeah i okay. don't know i actually have never seen christmas evil yeah it's like uh it's like taxi driver but what if it was a, a guy dressed as santa, santa. okay yeah <laughs> okay yeah it's, it's like, it's like yeah. one, one of the big horror movies of the 80s that i just haven't gotten around to yet maybe mm -hmm. i should do that while i still have time <laughs> yeah i, I love it yeah okay and it has an amazing ending interesting okay yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll watch um, it. <laughs> Change totally. up uh, my regular viewing these days. A little yeah. Bit. Cool. But then there's stuff like Don't Open Till Christmas, which is like, I think it was British, and I watched recently, and that really yeah. does feel just like, okay, it's like a sleazy murder mystery slasher movie, and it just happens to be like the guy's targeting people dressed as Santa. Okay, yeah. It, it really does not feel like, you know, it could be like, people dressed as poochie and it wouldn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah give me that movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um and then their other question was what horror movie that isn't set on christmas should absolutely be set on christmas oh yeah that's a that's that's a question i like like i, I yeah. started going through like horror movies and and seeing stuff that would inspire me <laughs> and and the obvious one that came to mind like one horror movie that should be christmassy is Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas horror movie, but it's not Christmassy. There's a Christmas tree. Yeah, I know. It. I know. That doesn't count. <laughs> At one point. That's bullshit. <laughs> that is absolute bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. I, I, I'd I like to see like a... I don't want to see it like made now, like a Christmas zombie movie, but I want to yeah. see like what if Bruno Mattei tried to do a Christmas <laughs> zombie movie, like zombies with stupid little Christmas hats and stuff. Yeah. I'd be very into that. My uh -oh. my mind went to like, what if 
Nightmare on Elm Street took place at Christmas and like mm. all the dreams were like leaned really hard into the Christmas like that'd be you good. Know, iconography sure. and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like like every horror franchise should at yeah. least have like one Christmas entry, like a Christmas special sort of thing. Totally. But, you know, uh that ship has sailed. I don't want them to do it now. It'd be mm-hmm. too leaning into it, too mm-hmm. quirky. I wouldn't like it. But you know, like how they go to space in some horror franchises. Yeah. Like at one point they should go to the North pole and see what's yeah. up with Santa leprechaun know? in the North pole. Uh, perfect. Yeah. Leprechaun <laughs> or, or, you know, like tremors in the snow. Yeah. That might be, be a good. Thing. Yeah, totally. Or like, what if gremlins two took place at Christmas? <laughs> oh no, I can't imagine that. The gremlins movie. <laughs> I know at Christmas. That's, that's too wild. I a gremlin know. at Christmas. Yeah. It's too yeah. far. <laughs> yeah, but no, like Leprechaun Christmas, totally. I want to see him rock that elf outfit. Uh, yeah. That'd be perfect. <laughs> totally. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we also had from Discord, uh, Rudeldahl, favorite diehard ons or other non-diehard Christmas action or alternative genre picks. And hmm. my mind, you know, the uh, Project Shadow Chaser 2 liker has logged on and... <laughs> I love that log, movie. Log back off again. <laughs> no, that's a great movie and is Christmas and is a it's a Christmas action movie and a die hard ripoff movie. So you get it all. I actually forgot that's a Christmas movie. Uh, yeah. Sort of. But that's the one in the building, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, it's a die hard movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a like nuclear plant or some shit. Okay, okay. Great yeah. movie. <laughs> I don't know if I have like any deep cuts, but you know, I, I like in terms of like die hard favorite die hearts uh one that doesn't come up a lot is like yun Wu ping did a die hard ripoff called red wolf but oh it's, yeah i guess it's like a die hard ripoff but also under siege because it's on a boat but hmm. it, i don't know it has like that die hard uh end of the year cool vibe of the 90s like a real 90s action uh movie i feel yeah. like that one's been not necessarily underrated but People don't mention that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, other like favorite, I guess, like a- Christmas action movies, if we're talking Christmas action movies. Um, Dark Angel is supposed to take place at Christmas, but it's not super Christmassy. Yeah. Um, you know, the Dolph Lundgren one uh, and Cobra, sort of like the same thing. Totally. You don't really get a really strong Christmas vibe, but it's still taking place at Christmas. There's hints here and there. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Long Kiss Goodnight. Uh, oh so good is is a really really you know i i'm not the biggest shane black fan and with rennie harlan as well it's really case by case but somehow yeah. that combination for long kiss good night is just dynamite yeah um, so it works yeah it, it works uh, yeah. shockingly well um, yeah plus gina davis rules <laughs> exactly yeah exactly that yeah it's probably a big part of it as well <laughs> yeah um I would love to see this on Blu-ray. I don't think it is yet, but the 1988 slasher Iced, which is, mm, um, it's, I don't it. think it's a Christmas movie, but it's a snowy movie. Snowy counts, I feel, sure. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and it has a real heavy, we spent the budget on cocaine vibe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I would love to see <laughs> what snow. that looks like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one's always kind of, it's like one of those movies where like the kills aren't great, but it's just like such a weird, awkward movie that I kind of fell for it. Oh, okay. Um, I've also not seen heist. 
Yeah, there's a Canadian movie called Stone Cold Dead from 1979 that is kind of like a police procedural giallo hmm. in Canada. Um, there's like a black gloved killer with a sniper rifle. Okay, very uh, giallo. <laughs> and yeah, I, I I enjoy that one um, hmm. quite a bit. It's like Toronto in winter. Nice. And I think uh, Justin did this on one of his marathons recently, but on my list from last year on back row, I had a dead bang 1989 by John Frankenheimer. Oh yeah. yeah. Don Johnson movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where Don Johnson uh, kills like a, a, a storekeeper or a cop or something on Christmas Eve. And he That's like not Christmas Eve. Or, oh no, sorry. He doesn't, he's investigating somebody who killed oh, okay. a cop. Sorry. On <laughs> Christmas mean, Eve. It's possible, yeah. but I haven't seen it. So yeah. And so he ends up like investigating this murder and it takes him into like, like these white supremacy dudes and it's hmm. a good uh sleaze bag cop movie <laughs> okay because he's like an alcoholic and so there's a, ch- a scene where he has to like chase like a, a dude down and at the end of the scene he catches him and like pins him on the ground and then pukes on him <laughs> nice because <laughs> he's so that's, that's too much <laughs> yeah so that rules <laughs> yeah you know that that kind of like action movie um that's not going to be Christmassy for everyone. Like there's always, always the the thing about is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yeah. I feel like if you, if you grew up watching those kind of action movies, like eighties to like mid nineties, I'd say that's all like very, for me, comfort movies. Yeah. So when it's like the end of the year, I want to watch comfort movies. Like last year I watched a bunch of Stallone movies. I watched like, uh, like I mentioned before Cobra, but also like Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. And, and to yeah. me, that's, that's like comfort stuff. I watched that totally. stuff. Uh, around the holidays so to me all of those are sort of like christmas movies even though yeah. they won't be to most people totally. if, you, if if you're like me then something like dead bang sounds like yeah. it fits for that kind of vibe <laughs> totally um and yeah go to back row there is an article there from me from last year called uh, forget die hard and gremlins alternative christmas movies to watch in 2020 nice if you haven't read it uh, oh also um Rudadel asks, what uh, do the Dutch eat for Christmas? If, if that's a question aimed at me, I don't have an answer because I'm not Dutch. But let's just say <laughs> tulips. It, it's it's their not-so-secret chain. Yeah. What's that cookie uh, that's kind of like gingerbread? Uh, like uh, they call Spear, it. They, what, what is it? Yeah. You, I don't know if there's like a proper English name for it. If you, if you mean like spiculaas. Yes. Oh, okay. Because like in the UK, people tend to call that stuff Biscoff. Oh, yes. Because yeah. I feel like a brand called Biscoff sort of yeah. like put those out. So to some people, it's known as Biscoff. But to us, it's Spiculas, which is, I don't know, we don't eat that for Christmas, but that that can be a snack, especially uh, during like later, uh, yeah, holidays kind of vibe. Yeah. yeah. Because we've got like Santa Claus on six six of December, which is like OG Christmas, and yeah. that's that's just the candy holiday. And <laughs> there will always be like Spiculas somewhere. And in the stores, there's like twenty four seven the entire year. You can buy Spiculas. That's not special, but I don't know. I get like a, a craving for the for that stuff uh, in December. You know, like Spiculas and marzipan as well. We've got some really good marzipan yeah. uh, in the house right now. Um, so yeah, but that's not like a meal, you know. <laughs> it's no, all no, candy. No, no. <laughs> yeah, mm. I I like speculas. I, I 
it's good I stuff. I might like it more than gingerbread. I do, I, I do for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've, you've got different kinds of spicolas though. You've got like the soft kind and the hard mm-hmm. kind, uh, like the more biscuity kind. Well, I guess it depends where you come from. Like, yeah. I don't like British people call biscuit, like, I don't know. I feel like it's something else there. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they call it, I think like a cookie is more of a biscuit or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. It's, it's something. I don't know. Yeah, I should know but, actually because I have like uh, English in laws and stuff, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It, it's, it, it gets confusing. It's really easy to get used to shitty gingerbread here because <laughs> like, the, like the most kind of like mass made gingerbread is just like really, really sweet and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, doesn't act like I when you get a gingerbread cookie that really has like a spice of the ginger, then I'm yeah. like, OK, I'm I'm more into this. But yeah, 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 for sure. Speculas has kind of like a mix. It's like a peppery, cinnamony, gingery. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's a little more to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've not had a lot of like shitty spicolas in my life, but gingerbread definitely, I don't know. When I buy gingerbread, I, I try to get like more fancy ones and those are always yeah. great, but there's also like really basic, I don't know. Uh, yeah. You need to put some butter on that or something else. Other, <laughs> otherwise on its own, it's it's just no good. <laughs> Meanwhile, spicolas, it's, it's mostly all great <laughs> i love yeah. that shit uh we've even got like i don't know if you have that over there It'll probably not but we've got like spicolas paste which you can just like spread on your sandwich oh like butter yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i've seen it yeah that's i think at specialty shops you can get it oh okay yeah yeah that's that's pretty good as well <laughs> nice mm-hmm. all right well that is our calls from the public um I do not believe we had any more. I'll just double check right now. Uh, we did get one from Joe on Twitter, Joe Lester. <laughs> he, oh, yeah? Yeah, he asked us, um, what makes movies about small evil critters, critters, gremlins, ghoulies, so great? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Oh. Uh, did you not see that question? No, I think I missed it. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, the answer is like, what, com- what came first? Those movies being great or just loving small evil creatures? Yeah. But yeah, what, uh, what, what's not to love about those? Like they're both tiny and ugly and they do stupid shit, which is like the perfect quality you want. Out I think of a, that's it. That's yeah. the key thing. Yeah. And that is, those are the qualities you want out of a pet as well. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is like uh, tiny evil creature movies are the first cat memes. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> they evolved the like, sort of same kind of thing. Like you, you want something ugly stupid and cute <laughs> yeah the the small uh evil critters they they have to be doing something stupid i feel like they absolutely yeah the, the quality of the movie goes up in the more ridiculous things that they do so like yep. gremlins right off the bat gremlins ones we have scenes of them in the bar doing looney tunes-esque shit yep you yep. know critters yep. the same we have them yelling cheeseburgers or going oh fuck before they get killed <laughs> you know yeah in the sequels yeah <laughs> yeah but even in the first one i think one of them says, yeah. says like oh fuck when it gets shot or something yeah you could be right it's been a while since i've seen the first one but i always like a Associate the, the like the extra goofy critters yeah. stuff more with the sequels. With, yeah, but yeah, um, no, you're and right. And ghoulies are pretty like, I mean, just from that poster, they'll get you in the end. They were trying to <laughs> lean into like, you know, how are we going to get butts into seats? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think of some like evil critter movies where like they aren't used in a silly way, and that and, and hmm. that being an example of them being bad but i can't so <laughs> i feel like they those movies are just like inherently that way if you're going yeah. for like evil tiny creatures 
they, some of them might like actually be scary, but I have a hard time thinking of ones. I can think what was of that stuff movie like, we we screened that was like Attack the, of the Beast Creatures or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that one's sort of serious, but also it's like very shot on video. Yeah. So I mean, it's not scary or anything. But there was an element of like the the little monsters are kind of silly, so it made it fun. Yeah, I, I mean, like by design as well. Like most of those are just silly. Um, yeah. Well, they're like actual scary little evil creatures. I just so can't like, think of any. I'm, I'm just thinking of munchies, and that's, again, just stupid, goofy shit. Pinocchio's Revenge is like an example of like, we're going to try and do Chucky, but there's not, there's just not enough going on. Like, the, only, the only thing I remember from that movie is like, at one point, he sticks like a broom in a kid's bike, and then the kid gets hit by a car. And it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know, give me some wisecracking, give me some um, Rumpelstiltskin action. I mean, if we're talking like <laughs> evil killer dolls, that might be different because there's like yeah. a bunch of those, like even something like Dolly Dearest. Yeah. Which, which is not a great movie. And I feel like that one takes itself seriously and that's why it fails. Yeah. Although part of why it fails. It, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> I've brought us off the critter track, but I think it, I think that makes sense. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's do. Let's, What's next? Uh, let's get into our physical media corner now. And I'm going to load up the physical media corner uh sound effect right now and then i'm going to click on it <laughs> yeah i love this whole like step by step telling us what you're doing it it, uh-huh. it it reminds me a lot of my what my dentist does like just, oh, yeah. just explaining everything she's doing and <laughs> it's, it's very comforting actually yeah i'm <laughs> trying to buy time like lionel hutz like am i wearing a tie well i have some news for you that may shock and <laughs> i'm not wearing a tie oh. <laughs> takes him so long <laughs> yeah i know oh uh, okay mm. movies that are coming out on blu-ray um code red is releasing a movie that we can't um not mentioned and i think this news broke already and i i don't remember if he brought it up on the show or not but did we we talk about that chomps is getting a blu-ray uh yeah i think so i was like wondering okay. what are you gonna mention yeah I think there might we... have been some new news about it or something then i don't know oh, okay yeah uh it's, it's still coming <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting uh yeah I'm probably not getting it because it's i don't know it's code red not that's I feel like region restricted as well. So mm. I can't. But, uh, if you like robot dogs, go check out Chomps yeah. 1979. <laughs> yeah, you, you might hate it, but we yeah. like it. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I watched a movie recently that um, was then immediately announced. And I have to think that this has something to do with Matt from oh. Movie Melt. Because mm. <laughs> uh, he got the American Scream 1988 back on my radar. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. a movie that I constantly would get confused with uh, the the American Gothic Movie oh with, yeah yeah i've seen that yeah. one yeah the covers reminded me of each other for some reason hmm, that's um, people standing people standing <laughs> that's it classic there's a person on it that's the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so they were planning on doing that for movie melt at some point um but yeah i think like next episode even something like that but yeah, soon so i decided i gotta check this out you know it's been on my list forever and so i watched it and i had a, a good old time with it but then you know like three days later shock releasing is yeah. putting it out on blu-ray and 
I think that's awesome. I just, that's some crazy I, timing. Yeah. Like I told Matt as well, like this, this timing is, that's kind of insane. And totally. Yeah. It, ha- it has to be just like coincidence or like, of course, <laughs> you know, like invisible forces. Yeah. Uh, put another, it out in the world. It'll happen. Another movie melt pick. Um, yeah. Coming on Blu-ray, but way faster than usual. Like they haven't yeah. even done it yet. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> Yeah, and so if you're listening, you don't know what the American Scream is. It's directed by Mitchell Linden, and it is just a horror movie about a family that go away on a vacation in the mountains, and they start getting kind of like terrorized by these people in the area, but mostly just the kids are the ones getting terrorized. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a great uh, podcast, and I'm going to try and figure out the name of the podcast right now as I'm talking, because uh, it, it, it's this uh, it's called Real Collections. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and, they did like interviews with uh, yeah. people who worked on it. Yeah. So if you Google yeah. the American Scream 1988 Real Collections, it'll come up. Uh, it's this uh, podcaster named Edward Beasley. It, definitely watch the American Scream and then listen to this podcast because it's interviews with the director, with people who were in it, uh, people that wrote it. Like, and it's just this amazing podcast about these people that decide they're going to make this horror movie, and you know the low budget nature of of shooting in the snow and and all the <laughs> things that went wrong, and you know they they got this town and they were able to get it all for like free but then the people in the town didn't want them doing certain things in the church and so <laughs> there oh no. it's just yeah it's just a really really great kind of like detailed you know uh podcast about this movie that you, most people have forgotten about so yeah that's um, that's really yeah. cool like i want to see that blu-ray and then I, I i have to remember to go back yeah. to that podcast unless like I don't know. Do you know what's on the Blu-ray extra? I don't wise? know. No. Okay. Because like, I don't know. They, there might be like audio commentaries and like the people who did the podcast, maybe they, they yeah. helped on the Blu-ray that'd be sick. release as well. Yeah, that'd be yeah. really cool. But otherwise, I will go back and listen to that podcast yeah. once I've seen it. Yeah, Matt told me to listen to that because he used it oh. a lot for his breakdown. And I was oh, like, yeah, okay. this is... Yeah, I can't. I they, that's the only episode of this show, real collections that they put out, and I just I can't wait for whatever is next. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So shock releasing the American Scream. I I think people should check it out. It's a weird movie mm-hmm. in a way that I enjoyed. Also seasonal, uh, you said it's wintery. Yeah, wintery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Pyun Hive Rise Up. It's Shout Factory putting out the Sword and the Sorcerer, nineteen eighty two. Which I've never, never seen. seen no, no. I've, oh, you, you neither. No, no. Okay. Well, then soon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, our uh, yeah, peon I've, cards I've, have I've been rescinded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen over a dozen Albert King yeah. movies. It's, it's just like one of the last. Uh, like I don't know if you go to his letterbox and you see like his top movies. I feel like that one and the Captain America one he did. Yeah. Are like of his top movies, the ones I haven't seen yet. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm, I'm so, down for checking it out. It's cool that there's more Pion coming out. And who's playing now at Shout Factory? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I cool. know that That's, Justin uh, Justin was tweeting at them saying, I wrote a book about <laughs> this. Yeah, Get it's me true. On here. <laughs> yeah. 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 They should. You want experts <laughs> doing audio commentary or whatever? Yeah. He's, he's the guy. <laughs> totally. 
and then I had a couple other movies here. Uh, I know that Kino Lorber are putting out Stunt Rock in a new 4K Master, which I've never seen. No, um, I mean, neither. 1978, but mm. yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. I've always wanted to see it because I love the trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of movies coming up on this podcast. I'm like, I have never seen that. I'm like, the other day I was just thinking, man, I've seen too many movies in my life. Already. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> apparently something. not. Apparently, yeah. I need to be taking notes uh, while we do episodes. And like, oh yeah. yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. <laughs> no, Stunt Rock. Uh, exactly. Like, I've, I've again, I've seen more than a handful Brian Trenchard Smith movies. I've liked most of them, but just I have not seen Stunt Rock yet. Yeah, uh, I think I always get it a little confused with, for some reason, Get Crazy. Oh, interesting. I'm not sure why. I guess yeah. the, the the covers have sort of it's a possible. samey vibe. I, I really fucked up with that Get Crazy by not pre-ordering it. <laughs> How so? How did you fuck up? I just like it's. It seems like there's a lot of people already? that are out of yeah, or like they're waiting to restock, and I'm like waiting to pull the trigger on. It. Yeah, I just need oh, to buy it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's out there now. Yeah. Like no one's stopping them from doing a second printing. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll get it. Uh, yeah, I need to. I need yeah. to. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Some stores. <laughs> I can't wait to see that in like HD. I've only seen the version that was available until now, which is what a TV rip. Yeah, yeah, because like something you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it aired on something, but because of like music rights. Yeah, which is always the way that keeps these movies from getting better releases. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? Hmm. I bought it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, just now. No, like, uh, like a couple, like, let's see, like nine days ago. Cause I, cause I was thinking that like, it, I bought it from somewhere where it says like, we'll get more stock. Eventually you can uh-huh. like, wait until you can buy it and then we'll send it to you when we get the stock. Uh-huh. Cause I was fed up. I was like, I should have bought it before they were all out of stock. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then I did it and then I forgot I did it <laughs> <laughs> as I am wont to do. <laughs> so what uh, it's coming. Then so it'll be soon? here at some someday. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> um. All right. Then let's move out of our physical media corner and into our cruddy recommendation corner. Hmm. Let's do it. Uh, I talked about the American Scream there for a bit. So, so what have you been watching? A lot of uh, classic, classic cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, uh, I like. I'm like. Uh, exclusively focusing pretty much on 30s, 40s, and 50s because I want to, I don't know, like uh, patch that blind spot that I yeah. have for like classic Hollywood cinema. And I don't know, like um, we were talking like with Jenna as well about doing an episode of like comfort zones. I was just thinking about that. Like for me, yeah. at one point, I guess like really old movies were outside of my comfort zone, but then you find a movie here and there and it's sort of like an entry point into something you enjoy after all. And at this point it, it is my comfort zone. So I I don't feel like I'm outside of my comfort zone anymore. I've just created or expanded my comfort zone. So that's basically what I'm, what I've been doing. Um, and like the big one is one I mentioned on the episode several episodes ago, which was like Double Indemnity. Um, Mm. I've always liked Billy Wilder movies, but that was probably like the oldest one 
I'd seen of his, like 1944. To me, at this point, 1944 doesn't even so- sound old to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like pretty recent. I've been watching like 1931 movies. So yeah. 44 is pretty modern <laughs> to me, which is like, I don't know, uh, a, a new take, uh, <laughs> a, a kind of like um, new way of thinking about yeah. what is an old movie, you know? Um, but yeah, in Double Indemnity, I saw Barbara Stanwyck for the first time. And since then, I've just like focusing on her movies. Um, yeah. I've not really gone in, in depth about her movies uh, because I didn't, just didn't want to like, I don't know, like uh, like word vomit just talking about <laughs> her movies exclusively because I, I could have talked about her movies like every episode basically. But I feel yeah. like now because it's Christmas, this is our Christmassy episode. Um Two that I had been putting off for a very long time are her two like big Christmas classics. Yeah. Um, so I figured, okay, this episode is the perfect, the perfect excuse to talk about Stanwyck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but another funny thing, like she has like the two big Christmas classics, uh, which which I will get to. Um, I mean, most people know them. It's Christmas in Connecticut and it's Remember the Night. Yeah. Um, but. The funny thing is that a lot of like Barbara Stanwyck movies have Christmas content. Yeah. Like it's, it's not just the big two, um, but even something like, uh, I saw someone, a mutual of mine on Letterboxd lock, uh, a movie called my reputation, which mm. is a not very well-known forties movie that happens to have Christmas content at one yeah. point, a Barbara Stanwyck movie. And it's not the only one. Like I, it just became like a recurring thing. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Like I jokingly said in a review that the real Santa Claus is, is probably just like a part of Barbara Stanwyck's contract or something. <laughs> like there has to be Christmas content in her movies. She has to be like putting up a tree or, or some shit, um, which, which is nice. Cause like me, like focusing on her movies these last couple of months, um, I feel like from now on, it's always going to be this thing. When I look back at this period of the year, yeah, that's like a Barbara Stanwyck watching movie period to me yeah um, which is ideal <laughs> um very like comfort zone again it's become my comfort zone um so yeah the big two that i watched finally been putting them off uh i guess i'll talk about um the one that you haven't seen but you've seen the remake yeah of it christmas in <laughs> connecticut you've yeah. seen the arnold schwarzenegger directed one right uh-huh. <laughs> i have so I don't know. Like, tell me about that one. <laughs> What's it like? It's fine. Okay, um, it's just fine. Yeah, I watched it last year. It was one of those things that was on my Christmas watch list forever, just because it was directed by Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. know, I know that they did some Tales from the Crypt, and I was just like, I want to know what this movie is, uh, and, and it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, it's just fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I checked the synopsis. It seems sort of like the same gist, but a bit retooled here and there yeah. to like fit more i don't know when when did this come out in the 90s 90s, yeah. 90s okay uh yeah okay arnold's directing uh who's in, i know chris christopherson's in it but like the the barbara stanwick role like the is she a chef in Let's that one see. she is oh, okay okay so in the original like a tv chef oh okay okay so in the original um we're talking like huh, i don't know when tv officially became a thing this movie came out in 1945 i i didn't see any tvs anywhere so this is to my knowledge pre-tv mm-hmm. um, so directed by a guy called peter godfrey 
He did two other Bob Arstamic movies, um, Cry Wolf and The Two Mrs. Carols, both of which I didn't finish. Yeah. Um, so needless to say, I didn't love him. But I mm. might finish him one day just to like beef those stats even more. Um, but no, in the original, Barbara Stanwyck is a food writer, but she's she's basically a fraud. She's she's writing about food, like articles in this uh, newspaper, magazine, whatever. But it's all yeah. bullshit. It's all like based on her friend, who's an actual chef, which is like the comedy relief character a guy. I, I think like a Hungarian, goofy, clowny guy. Um, but yeah, her, her, her entire thing is that she's basically, she's de- deceiving America and, and yeah. her boss as well, because her boss doesn't know that she's not for real. And I, I don't know, like the whole movie is this stupid screwball shit that I love where yeah. they have to organize this fake Christmas dinner at her farm where she doesn't live with her fake husband <laughs> and her fake baby. Um, but then the whole reason they're putting this thing up is because there's this guy uh, who survived the war, a war hero. And as soon as he shows up to the farm where the dinner is taking place, she falls like hopelessly in love with the guy and everything starts falling apart slowly. So yeah. I don't know to what extent this lines up with what happens in the remake. Pretty much. It's basically, she's a, yeah, she's like a cooking show uh, and like, like host and author. Oh, okay. Um, but but she also can't cook, and the mm-hmm. uh, the Chris Christopherson character is basically like a forest ranger who like lost his cabin in a fire. Oh, okay, yeah, that's like a war hero character, I guess, like yeah. updated for you know the nineties. <laughs> yeah, and so he's like he's like on a news report saying like, oh, you know, all I need is a home cooked Christmas yeah, 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 dinner yeah, yeah. or something, and they're like, we're gonna get him on t- on our show, and yeah. but she's like, I can't cook though, or whatever, and yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it all like televised in the remake? The entire yeah, it's thing? like they're gonna do a a Christmas dinner on TV show oh, okay, with him on TV. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like a live show. Because yeah. the Stanwyck one is all like, you know, it's all taken on, uh, taking place off grid. And her boss yeah. shows up as well. And like a bunch of people. And there's like a baby swap. At one point, she has a different baby. And it's like, <laughs> there I is know. a, I think there is a like fake family in the, in this oh, okay, okay. Like, you have to pretend to be my kid. And then yeah, everything yeah. goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like this one, talking about the original, it has a pretty high rating on Letterboxd, but then I look at like, uh, mutuals who've seen it. They seem to think it's just okay. Okay. Um, but I have like a, just a soft spot for these. Like I said, it's, it's the perfect level of stupid plot. And then Barbara Stanwyck as well, running the show, um, real zany bullshit. If you, ha- if you have the time for that, then yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I had a, yeah. had a great time with it. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever be checking out the remake. I'll probably just rewatch this one, to be honest. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> okay, sure. You have to so. now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you said. Because you said. Yeah, because I said it. <laughs> yeah. hmm. uh, and then you watched uh, Remember the Night. Yeah, I watched Remember the Night as well. Which um, I have seen. Yeah, I know. I know. I knew. Uh, I, saw I that beat you. you to it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I, I even commented on your review. I was like, why are you watching a Barbara Stamick movie that I haven't seen yet? You're, yeah. not, you're not allowed, you know. <laughs> I need to be first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Remember the Night, uh, which came out a couple of years before Christmas in Connecticut. Uh, 1940. 1940, yeah. yeah uh, directed by Mitchell Lyson. 
So Mitchell Lyson is kind of a bigger name in old Hollywood uh, than Peter Godfrey, director of Christmas in Connecticut. Mm. Um, he did another movie with Barbara Stanwyck as well called No Man of Her Own, uh, which is a noir. Uh, mm. I ended up, I think, in my top 15 of her movies as well. It's pretty high nice. up there, pretty good. Um, this director uh, also notoriously was hated by Billy Wilder. Oh, really? I don't know why. Um I think it might have something to do. Uh, there's a movie called Midnight with Claudette Colbert and Donna Macy um, mm. that Mitchell Lyson directed, but Billy Wilder wrote that script. So I feel uh, like maybe something happened there that Billy Wilder wasn't happy with Lyson with, did with a script or something. Yeah. Um, uh, but this one is uh, based on the Preston Sturgis script. Preston Sturgis yeah. as well, like a really big name in uh, old Hollywood comedy. Uh, Sullivan's Travels, and um, also did the Barbara Stanwyck movie, The Lady Eve, which is a really good one. Um, but yeah, this one, again, I loved it. Uh, I saw you were, you thought it was fine, but it sort of lost you, right? Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it, it started and I was really kind of into it. Mm -hmm. The whole like shoplifter caught in the act. I got to yeah, take yeah, him yeah. home with me for Christmas thing. Mm. But like somewhere along the line, it I, I, I don't know if it was just my mood or mm -hmm. what, but I did. I kind of drifted away by the end of it. I was paying a lot like it just it, it kind of I don't know. I, I don't want to say it lost me. But yeah, it was just mm -hmm. one of those things where by the end of the movie, I was kind of like, disconnected from it and not really caring oh, about okay. paying close attention but i mean i did walk away being like oh stanwick is is like a joy to watch like she's so yeah, great of a of a presence yeah her, her charisma is just i don't know i feel incredible yeah. like especially like for me the peak is like 40s stanwick yeah uh, so this is as good as it gets in terms of her um but yeah this movie as well it's, it's probably the favorite when it comes to her Christmas classics, like it, it has like universal, more universal acclaim than the other one. People I know like it better in general. It's it's a more mm -hmm. sincere movie. Yeah. Um, like it has like a pretty sincere, like spirit of Christmas to it compared to, you know, the zany pack of lies that is Christmas in Connecticut. Um, yeah. It's like a, it like starts in a kind of screwball manner, but then it kind of yeah, becomes a little, yeah. like a drama by the end of it almost. Yeah. 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 It gets pretty <laughs> serious actually. Yeah. Um, and it's possible that's maybe I was I maybe I was kind of connecting with the the kind of silly comedy. Yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to take her up there and we don't like each other. And maybe the more it got away from that, the more I was. Yeah, it became just, more of like a romance drama kind of vibe. Um, could have just been a mood thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you, you know, the, the, the things that you're responding well to that, I feel like I, I'm just going to attribute that to Preston Sturgis, like his script. Yeah. Um, like this movie as well, like there's parts that feel very Preston Sturges, um, but sort of lacks the edge mm. that he usually, that's usually present when he directs his own movies. Um, but you can still tell, I feel it's like a fundamentally, it's a pretty down to earth movie. Mm. Um, like it's sincere down to earth. It's, it's, it stops just short of getting like really corny, you know, uh, for me, it, it, it hit like a really good balance of all those yeah. things um like for me as well it's definitely like the better of her two christmas movies even though it's close to me i love them both but they're very very different i, I guess because like the sincerity in this one um and this one as well like the co-star is fred mcmurray who of all the co-stars the barbara stanwick has had over the decades is 
it's probably like the t- one of the top ones. Yeah. But she's not been um, pampered, I'll say, in terms of like mm-hmm. co-stars. There's a lot of like, I have like a, an entire separate list of like her love interests going from dog shit to yeah. know, like okay ones, basically. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, but Fred and Murray, when those two pair up, those movies are usually pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, like you've got like Double and Emily and I don't know, Fred and Murray is sort of like a shithead a little bit in that one. <laughs> then, then you've got this one, Remember the Night and oh, what's the other one? Oh yeah, uh, Douglas Sirk movie. Uh, mm. There's always tomorrow, which is again like very, you know, if you've seen the Douglas Sirk movie, it's very melodrama. It's pretty like it's definitely like a romance drama, but it's like okay. it has like a tragic core to it. Um, so Stan Wig and McMurray, they just play really well off each other, and I felt in this movie as well, um, just works for me. Um, yeah, but yeah, and and, and this also like the whole. I feel like this movie has a lot of heart to it. Mm-hmm. Like the way that you said, like Stanwyck, she, she, she plays a thief. Uh, her trial gets postponed until after Christmas. And then you've got Fred McMurray, who plays a lawyer, who's trying to get mm-hmm. her convicted. <clears throat> but he feels bad that she spent Christmas in jail, so he bails her out. Uh, basically says no strings attached, but then they start talking. They find out they're both from Indiana, and they go, he's like, okay, I'm traveling back anyway to see my family. I'll, I'll give you a lift back home. Yeah, but along the way they bond. Her family turns out to be not great over what's left of her family anyway, uh, mm-hmm. which partially partially explains why she was living this life of like uh, thieving and hawking and stuff. Yeah. Um, so he takes her back to meet his family and spend Christmas there, and their bonds just like deepen and stuff. Um, you can sort of guess how it all plays out, uh, but it gets like pretty serious and I don't know heartfelt to me. And uh, there's no no real cop outs. I felt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it was pretty fantastic. <laughs> nice. I will definitely be re-watching this. Uh, maybe not every Christmas, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe... I'll have to circle back on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you will like it more on like a rewatch or something, um, or like in a in a in a more fitting mood from start to end. Or yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was great. I saw that Jenna watched it as well fairly mm-hmm. recently, and she was pretty into it as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Christmas in Connecticut and Remember the Night, the two nice. two big ones uh, added to my yeah Christmas canon. <laughs> uh, so I watched a movie that's uh, very thematically similar to uh, Remember the Night. Oh, okay. Um. So I watched on the second day of Christmas from 1997, mm. uh, which is directed by James Frawley. Uh, who did the Muppet movie and Fraternity Vacation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, R.I.P., by the way. Yeah, yeah. So this is a TV movie. It stars Mary Stuart Masterson. Um, <clears throat> and she she plays a pick uh, a pickpocket hmm. who oh, okay. works with her, her daughter. And they kind of scam people in the holiday season. Um, like the kind of like bump into them on the street, you know, steal mm-hmm. their wallet kind of scams. And she gets caught by a security guard played by Mark Ruffalo. And like the owner wants to arrest them, but there there's this kind of stupid turn of plot, you know, that's mm-hmm. like, 
actually, you can't do this until after Christmas, so you now have to look after her for the Christmas break and, you know, on, on Boxing Day or whatever, we're going to do the thing where she's going to go to jail or not. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so it's like very similar to uh, Remember the Night. And, you know, I would have to assume that they must have known that writing this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that movie just inspired a lot of other movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, especially like 1940s. Um that's like the the heyday of, of Christmas movies. That's when yeah. a, a bunch of them, like Miracle on 34th Street as well, mm -hmm. the 40s classic, um, you know, they, they yeah. all kind of have to pay respect to that era of Christmas movies. Exactly. Uh, and then it sort of like slows down after that. Like, uh, but now it's just, man, how many Christmas movies did Lifetime release? In this a million. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, a million. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. So second day of Christmas, um, I, I really enjoyed my time with this for a 90s TV Christmas movie. Mm. I've been kind of in the 90s Christmas movie <clears throat> mood this year. And so mm. uh, I thought Mary Stewart Masterson and Mark Ruffalo together were really charming. I thought the kid was cute. I thought it was just amusing mm. and, you know, just uh, just kind of cute enough, just sort of wholesome enough. Yeah. Um, it does have Canadian character actor David Hewlett. Oh. Um, in is that, it is as that well. the Scanners 2 guy? He, yeah, it's uh, he, he was in Cube and he was in uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Splice and Pin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you so know, it, 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 it's funny. Like talk, <laughs> this, this is neither here nor there, but talking yeah. about Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Um, so we have family over like. Uh, a week or two ago, a little less maybe, yeah. And suddenly my, my, my sister starts uh, t ex ex uh, telling the story to us. Uh, so everyone of my family, they used to live in England, but they've all moved over mm. now since my mom had like uh, the accident. And, you know, um, uh, she's fine now. No worries, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she had to move back to Belgium. Um, but where she was living in England was this like really tiny seaside village called Orford. It's it, apparently it's a place where tourists tend to go, but mm. there's really nothing out there. Uh, it's, it's pretty dead. Like uh, people go there to see like, I don't know, like English nature side or something. But apparently like, like one day my mom was walking there with her dog and this guy, she, she strikes up a conversation with this guy who was there as well, uh, walking his dog. Mm. And after a couple of minutes, this guy says to my mom, like, you don't know who I am, do you? Like, he could tell based on the way she was interacting with him. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so my, my mom was um, telling the story to my sister, like, shortly after. And my mom was like, yeah, uh, so that was Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I had a conversation with Mark Ruffalo in That's Orford, funny. where no one seemingly goes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I hear about this, like, I don't know, probably a, a year or two after this has happened. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. My mom had a conversation with the Hulk. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of nuts, but okay. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know, Mar Mark Ruffalo, I don't know if it's just his kind of like, general on-screen chemistry but i feel like he could pull off saying like do you you don't know who i am like i feel like he could yeah, pull yeah, it yeah, off without totally. coming off like an asshole <laughs> yeah yeah he, he's he's i don't know he seems like a pretty chill guy in general like no yeah i don't know like he's in avengers <laughs> movies but yeah he's not like i don't know like 
doesn't seem unapproachable <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> if you see mm-hmm. him like somewhere, especially I've been to where my mom used to live. That's a place where I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess like rich people go there to maybe uh, unwind or something. Yeah. I don't know, because there's nothing there, which is like ideal <laughs> in a way, because uh, it's the opposite of what you're used to. Yeah, it makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So David Hewlett scanners two mm. and more plays this like uh like I guess ex husband of Mary Stuart Masterson who he's also kind of like a criminal mm-hmm. and so there's like you know by the end of the movie he becomes the villain and they got you know Mary Stuart Masterson and Mark Ruffalo fall in love. I just thought it was a sweet movie and hmm. I don't know when you watch a lot of these like 90s and 2000s Christmas movies and then you see one where you're like I was charmed, I wasn't bored, I laughed a few times, a win. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Exactly. So Yeah, it, it can get hard with like Christmas movies, you know. Uh, yeah. every year as well for like Crub Buddy screenings, I'm like really sweating. I'm like, "Oh man, I need to I need to figure out like at least one thing." Uh, we can do and and this exactly. year uh so we're doing this movie called night visitors which is a sort oh, yeah. of horror movie set at christmas uh i think i saw in the reviews it's like sort of like david dakota fred and ray adjacent people like not those yeah. people but adjacent uh and i found it on youtube and it seems fine to use so we'll be doing that and a bunch of specials as well uh yeah. i planned on the mr bean christmas special which is like one of my favorite childhood growing up christmas specials nice uh, so we'll do an entire thing that's uh uh oh yeah i guess this is coming out after so if you joined us thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you joined us yesterday is i think what it'll be yep <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that was uh on the second day of christmas mm. 1997 it's on youtube so check it out. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know it was on YouTube. Uh, what else did yeah. you watch like Christmas wise? You got anything else? So I guess really, really quickly, I mm. will. I know I mentioned Don't Open Till Christmas earlier, 1984. I watched that and did not really care for it that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was okay, but it was a part of the crud challenge in the Discord where I was assigned movies. So oh, okay. I did watch that and I did also get assigned Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Better watch out. The only one I haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah. So this is 89, directed by Monty Hellman of Tulane Back, uh, yeah. Blacktop. That's and, so weird. You know, so weird. Uh, iguana and Cockfighter. So, yeah. What a weird choice. Yeah. Um, and I know that, uh, one of the people who assigned it to me said that it was like the worst movie they saw that year. I think, uh, <laughs> okay. So I went in being like, this is going to be rough and I don't know. It's I a good it way fine. to go into a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it like, for the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like Monty Hellman is not just phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Like they, they want to make this a movie Yeah, and you know, they want to make it like a moody, weird dream logic, psychological horror movie about, you know, this woman who um, was being used as like an ESP uh, like person with special abilities to like awaken the guy in the coma, Ricky from the other movies. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like using her to to like have dreams where she can contact him and then he so wakes up. That sounds crazy. Like every like synopsis I've read of that movie, I'm always like, this sounds nuts. But then I see like everyone's reviews and they're all like, 
yeah it doesn't really work though <laughs> i yeah and so like i thought it was just fine i mm-hmm. wish it was better but yeah okay. um like there there is a vibe here and i think mm-hmm. i think it is one of those movies where like i could see somebody watch this and being like I don't know what you're talking about. I really loved what it was going for. Okay, um, okay, okay. But for me, it was just like I was fascinated. I thought it was really interesting what they were trying to do. I enjoyed how it looked. I enjoyed the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so it was memorable to me, but I didn't love it. Um, okay, yeah. I, and I have seen people say, "Oh, it's it's very David Lynch esque." <laughs> um, Is it? And I, I understand what they mean. Okay. It, I, like there is some <laughs> tangential relationship with people in it from Twin Peaks and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. But I, I will say that it did like there's dream sequences and it just kind of has a weird off kilter kind of tone. Like yeah, there's yeah, scenes yeah. that don't have music that, you know, like a, a person busts through a door and they react to it and there's no music. And you're like, is this supposed to be kind of like awkward and weird, you know? <laughs> um, uh huh. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't say I hated it and I can't say, hey, everybody go check it out, but it's okay. It's yeah, interesting. It's, it's the last <laughs> one I haven't seen yet. I've seen one, two, uh, four and five, but I've never yeah. seen. Well, I guess I haven't seen. Is there like a remake or something like that came out mm, like a decade ago? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't count those. If there's no number, I don't count them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it one day. But. Might as well. I'd love a, I'd love another opinion. On yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, just for seeing what it's all about. Like, I'm, I am fascinated. Like, just always hearing about this movie. But uh, yeah, I, I will also say Bill Mosley as Ricky is interesting. Oh yeah, chopped up. Yeah, and yeah. he has like a chopped top. He has like a head <laughs> that's been cut. <laughs> that's that's. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. That's so <laughs> that's so weird that they would, that like that's his thing, I guess. Yeah, he's got like an exposed brain or something. Yeah, and, like, a yeah, little yeah. tube in this movie or whatever. Sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So check out Silent Night, Deadly Night Three. Better watch out. You know, it's all right. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, weird and bad. It's not it, It's boring, but it's not. It's not boring and dull. It's boring and weird and interesting. <laughs> as long as it, as it's not like uh, you know pre- pretentious weird. A little, I don't know. Oh, is it a little? Yeah, a little like art housey, little fart It's a little art housey, a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, can I would love a, to I, know what you would think. But. I can handle a little <laughs> bit, but no, I'm yeah. I'm definitely interested, and in, you know, yeah. m- might as well like just round out the what do you call that five movies quintology? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's about that's enough. I think right. Uh, that's yeah, sure. Christmas I'm in done. Connecticut. Hi. Remember the night, Silent Night, <laughs> and Second Day of Christmas. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot yeah. of Christmas talking. Totally. Cool. We did uh, it. We did it. We're back. As always, uh, go to backdashrow.com. Back check us out there. Back. All right. <laughs> uh, go to credbuddies.club, and we got lots of links there for the Discord and the thread lists. And you can follow me on Twitter and Letterbox at YCKMD. And Carlo is Carlo Go Carlo on Twitter. And your Letterbox is what again? Psychopike. Psychopike. That's all I always forget. How can I forget? <laughs> How can you forget the best movie I ever know. made? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> otherwise, I guess that's the end of the episode. Uh, stay cruddy and see you later, alligator. Bye bye, buddies. This is the thing that we say. Bye. Sure.